Welcome back to another episode of Equity Street, brought to you by National Investment Advisory. Real estate continues to dominate the headlines, and as always, I'm joined by founder and managing director of National Investment Advisory to tackle the leading topics in wealth, finance, and real estate. As always, a big warm welcome to you, Matt. How are you, mate? Very well, Pete. How are you? Mate, another day in paradise, and as always, there's plenty going on in the market right now, and we might as well jump straight on into it. As we've seen in the headlines, and we'll chat about that in probably next week's episode about the media's role, but let's firstly chat about property cycles. And as as someone with decades of experience in this realm, tell us, first of all, property cycles, how they work, and most importantly, where are we at right now within them? Yeah, good question, mate. Uh, I, I think it's on everyone's lips. And, uh, you know, no doubt if you had invested uh, pre-COVID or, or even the early stages of COVID and you've, you've held on for the long term, perspective than you've done very well in the last uh, 18 months to two years. So I, I think, uh, you know, right now where, where we're at in, in terms of a cycle is, is probably almost that, that mid-cycle slowdown or, or mild contraction that we were, were, were meant to have. And obviously that's come off the back of the, the impetus from COVID and, and rising interest rates of, of late. But uh, I, I don't think the, the price reductions uh, are as dramatic is what's been made out in the in the media um, that, that those uh, increases in the major capital cities if we look at it really closely and what the real hard statistics are telling us that uh, you know look up uh, sydney melbourne almost 100 percent increase over the last 10 years and certainly you know well above 30 percent increase in, in in growth rates so to, to come back a few percent um in this current sort of contraction phase i think most people would say, unless they're a forced seller, that uh, they're certainly uh, well in front. And, and obviously, the rise in um, inflation, living costs, and interest rates off the back of that to try and, uh, you know, quell things or slow things down a little bit is, is certainly, uh, um, I guess, brought a contraction to some of the price points. But I think when you dig into the numbers of, of, of what supply patterns are across the major capitals and the regionals and and certainly those uh, price movements then, uh, I think we're in for uh, another second phase sometime into 2023. And, you know, very likely you could run for another five or eight years after that, um, based on the other fundamentals that are, that are happening. So, but ultimately, I, I think the access to finance, uh, you know, the, the difficulty or, or the ability to obtain finance on an ongoing basis is always uh, at the top of that tree in terms of where those property cycles start to roll and evolve. And off the back of that, there's an affordability factor and, and, and population increasing as well. So um, right now, we're in this window, it's almost an Nirvana situation if you really look at the positive side of things. Okay, this is the time to really put a good strategic plan in place, reset mm. and position yourself. The key to, I guess, making money in this part of the cycle, if you're a long-term player in the in the property space, which we are, and the, the key to, to making money is to get yourself set, make the moves before the second phase boom starts to kick in um, into 2023-24. Yeah, and there's, an, there's a quote by Warren Buffett, and I think that rings true in moments like these, and it goes something along the lines of, and, and without knowing the exact wording, it's, it's something along the lines of, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. And I was reading into a, a few statistics and a bit of data just the other day. 
and uh, and the alignment with where we are right now in comparison to 2008 are, are virtually identical in terms of rising inflation, uh, unemployment, jobs growth, and, and all those sort of factors, those micro factors. The only differential between the two, um, between 2022 and and 2008 is that in 2008 interest rates were going down. In 2022, obviously interest rate interest rates are going up. There's already been some strong indicators from the Reserve Bank signalling that interest rates won't keep going up for long. It, it, it certainly, sort of by midway next year, the sort of economist conclusion is that interest rates will start to sort of um, roll back and roll back down, which my understanding would mean that then we're in almost a virtually identical situation to 2008, whereby that that bull rush happened much like it happened in COVID. Would you sort of share the same thought on that? Yeah, look, I, I, I would. I'm in agreement with that, and, and and I think the you know we'll, we'll roll into a little bit more next week's episode that the, the the media has a funny role to play in in all of this as much as any of the economists or the Reserve Bank or or, or the banks or or the government. It's uh, I think for experienced investors, you know, this is uh, I guess part and parcel of of riding through cycles um, over an extended period of time for. For new investors or first-time investors, it, it can be a case of getting caught up in the in the in the narrative, in the detail and the drama that's created around it. The simple fact is that you've um, alluded to there, Peter, that, that these uh, patterns tend to repeat themselves. They are part and parcel of, of being a portfolio property investor and a long-term uh, viewpoint on that basis as well. And I guess I've made mention of it many times before, but if we cast our minds back to, you know, for those listeners who are old enough to recall, or even, uh, I guess, parents having conversations around the late 80s, early 90s, when interest rates on mortgages were 17 and 18% for extended periods of time. And uh, I guess those those patterns certainly evolved since then. Uh, yes, property was cheaper. Yeah, you know, the price to income ratio was certainly a lot more favourable back then, um, granted, compared to prices today. Uh, but as you can see, I guess interest rates are just one part of a bigger puzzle here and, and learning to to see that for what it is and, and make smart decisions around that because at the end of the day, the property prices will go through those cycles but they'll continue to you know fluctuate and also climb higher off the back of their previous lows and previous highs as well. So... Uh, it's about understanding how that works, not getting caught up in too much detail, uh, but then recognising, all right, well, uh, you know, long-term interest rate averages, um, we're, we're still sort of well within that range. And, you know, I sort of look at back at even what it was in 2010, since we've had, you know, uh, a rate rises uh, in this level at, at this type of um, frequency. So, you know, we're, we're certainly back to normal, I guess, not too distant mm-hmm. future. And and a lot of people, um, I guess, get caught up in in as you said the the micro numbers or over analysing things. And you know, I, I um I was speaking to somebody the other day, and they bought a they bought a, a property in um, in Brisbane for seven hundred and fifty odd thousand dollars, and they're all um, up in arms at, at the fact that um, this is just uh, on a uh, on a social media um uh, you know outlet that I saw. They're up in arms that the the property had gone back two or three percent now in the grand scheme of things that is very very minimal in terms of the 30 percent growth we've achieved over the past sort of 12 months and it should be it should not really matter if you're playing a long-term 
strategy. Um, as long as you get the fundamentals right, $30,000 decrease is not even going to be realized unless you sell it right now and, and in today's market. But over a long term, if we're talking about you know 100% increase over 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 a 10-year period, which has been historically achieved, we're looking at you're still up you know, six hundred and you know, seven hundred odd thousand dollars over a ten year period. So taking it all in context I think is important too. Yeah, it is. It, it, I, and I think it's um you know, getting back to your Warren Buffett reference, it, it, it's even I guess yeah, you know, putting a different set of binoculars on and, and, and perhaps adjusting the focus, you know, perhaps taking a, a bigger view and, and zooming out a little bit further, right? So it's it's yeah, if you're playing the long game and you're not having to sell. Uh, are we really that concerned around fluctuations in the in the on paper capital growth rate, the pace of growth, or the amounts that that are achieved? If you know, you know we're, we're not selling today, we're not selling next week or next month. Um, and I think that's some of the conversation where the detail comes into play with with the media. And there's a lot of good economic reporters and, and uh, journalists and, and uh, information providers on statistics around the property market movements. Uh, however, they're also producing those numbers on a monthly basis and annualising that out to, to make it look rather dramatic um, in, in, in the eyes of how much things are sort of you know, going back in the other direction or, or contracting for, for a period of time, right? So, and that's all well and good, but uh, I guess, that in my opinion, that's almost looking at, uh, I guess, the property asset class, like a like a share portfolio or the share market, mm. where it's much more uh, liquid fluctuations concur by the second or the minute, uh, let alone the day or the week or the month, right? So um, you're right, it's like, well, I, I'm more about, you know, positioning myself in a portfolio and certainly for our clients as well is all right well, we're buying for the long term uh, on a micro level I, i'm more focused on how do i continue to manage the debt comfortably uh, how do i control my cash flow how do i maximize my tax deductions and ensure that from a cash flow ability to hold that property for the long term that i've got all my buffers in place at the same time and and that i can handle interest rate rises yeah. or cost of living rises and that uh you know i'm, I'm balancing between uh ensuring i've got good market return on, on my on my rent settings uh, but at the same time balancing that with uh you know maintaining good relationship with with quality tenants at the same time so i, I think that's more paramount yeah absolutely so in closing where are we at right now? Do you think along the uh, eastern seaboard in, in the property uh, property cycle? And when, if you're a betting man, do you think that uh, we'll start to see sort of um, you know the property prices start to go back into a positive direction? Well, I, I, as I said before, I think we're maybe we're in the middle of a longer term cycle. I'm sort of of the belief that you know our, our cycles uh, tend to run more like a 15 to 18 year cycle as opposed to a seven to 10. Um, and, and, you know, historically the statistics have certainly shown us that uh, as well. So uh, I think we're going through this sort of mid cycle uh, point um, that's, that's been brought upon us off the, off the back of uh, COVID and interest rate rises and things of that nature. So uh, I, I think mid next year, 2023, we're going to see uh, things start to to climb again. Um, things settle down with with interest rates. 
uh, affordability will always be a factor. It, uh, I think one of the big things is we're, we're sitting on this uh, immigration or international migration program that's about to ramp up pretty significantly um, off the back of a, an enormous shortage of supplies. So, uh, and with, uh, you know, I guess some of the leading indicators uh, like rental increases and vacancy rates uh, dropping uh, to historical long-term uh, levels, then prices can only go one way um, off the back of those aspects. So um, I, I think, you know, mid-23, we're going to see things start to, to hot hotten up or sorry heat up uh, quite significantly again i think we've absolutely nailed that one out of the bag so uh we'll end it there but as always thanks for coming on matt and we'll uh, we'll see you listeners again next week for another episode of equity street take care